Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Danny Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Now Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a video quiz, of course, on WrestleCoach. As I said, though, joined by the Dadley Boys, man soon to be a member of the Dadley Boys. The first time, actually, we've been together in the podcast year since that announcement, I do believe. Um, but we're looking forward to Monday Night Raw tonight. The couple after Mania have been different. Yeah. It's great. This is nice that the three of us can be in the studio and one of us has gone through this like life altering experience since then. Me, I've gone off WWE. <laughs> like the power's gone, it's never coming back for a bit. Because I've got I've still got energy for the Cody Rhodes booking decision at WrestleMania. So we'll talk about that. It's who gives a who gives a shit about Raw. Let's like just catch up as friends. I, I'm, stay back. I'm not both over- podcasts he's been on. A minute into the body sworn. Uh, <laughs> I'm overexcited to be back. It's like I'm finally back on my holidays after doing two weeks of incredibly hard work. Um, it's I've not got that the wrong way around. It's just not... The power's so far gone that it's going to take ages for the clouds to lift. Like, Sidgwick gets the victory lap of all victory laps. Being like, Hamlet, you were thick again. You were fooled again. <laughs> you thick twat. It's going to be weeks before... You stupid twat. It's going to be weeks before you're like, actually, WWE's class and everything's fine. Like, you know, like the stupid goldfish I am. Um, because I like there's some stuff on this card that we were talking about before we hit record, and it's there's like bloodline judgment day crossover, oh. and I was reminded of just what a euphoric high I was on in the first hour of Roy's Triple X. Remember with the judgment mm. day fighting for the tag belts and all the bloodline drama, and like the two things were just as hot as they'd been at the same time. And I was like, this is fantastic. WWE is great. The power is shoot back. Dub dub eat dub dub eat, <laughs> and I like. All of it is still a bit dead to me, to be honest. Like, I just, I, I'm going to continue to make this point until, like, I've run out of ways to articulate just how bad a decision that, like, booking was at WrestleMania. Something that I still, I said it on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I think it was trending as the best WrestleMania ever before that. It finished. was, yeah. Ever. I had the exact like, same thought. That's my match of the year, that triple threat from the second night. Night one, they've not really bodged a night one yet. No. They've mastered this, like, party atmosphere of the two night WrestleMania on night one. I just, it's all still a bit dead, I think. It's the second it. day of the stag do, isn't it? First a little day bit, is yeah. best. And the second day, you're like, come on, let's get up for this. And you're like, oh, I don't think, I kind of think the first night's taking it out of me. Yeah. But they should, because <laughs> they've booked it. It's not like it's just happened. The triple threat was the second wind, wasn't it, on night two? Yeah. I mean, Backlash was always like a, uh, oh, it's what I'm looking for here. Just 
oh, horrible, artless content thing to do before content even became part of mm. the vernacular of WrestleMania was massive. If you want to see that again, let's do it again. Backlash yeah. for 20-odd years, right? The one time you don't want to see backlash is when they should have told the story. They should have finished the story. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, backlash, Sammy and the... Kevin against the Usos. Is that on SmackDown this week? It's uh, in a week on Friday, basically. Draft night. Yeah. So they're not doing it. Or they might do it at Backlash. They'll probably do the six-man at Backlash, won't they? Roman saying, like, I'm not, I don't even have to work this show. So do the six-man solo in the Usos. Solo lead these losers to victory, please, because clearly they can't do it without me around. So you're going to have to shoot the show that you can. And they'll lose again, Sage. And then what's going to happen in this suddenly incredibly lightweight cinema? What was the uh, analogy you used in the office earlier? I said it was like when an American network, because American TV is funded by money more than art, um, that they you get into the end of like season six or seven, and it's like, we're done, we're done. And then the execs go, $20 million. Well, I guess we're going to have to change the finale and do one more season. This isn't even that. It's just that they've left the cameras rolling on these characters. We're not even getting, like, another season's worth, because at least then, the writers have to go back in a room and craft a reason to do 20-odd more episodes or whatever. I use The Office as an example. You dropped off, didn't you, with The Office? Yeah. Like, with the last season, which is clearly one and a half seasons too many, they think, you know what, we should tie up the documentary element of this. And as a result, it kind of regains its focus a little bit. This isn't even that, I don't think. This is, I'm like, Will Bond disagrees. Yeah. Vehemently. He's, he's, he's got us all the way on the road to bloody SummerSlam, which is... Surely where Cody wanted to finish the story all along in, uh, in, De- in Detroit. It's, I just feel like it's on fumes. I feel like even the most ardent, and not just Hamlet, but the, the actual bad faith people mm. on Twitter, who I won't name, I can't be arsed with beefs or anything like that. <laughs> but even they're like, oh, it's run out of steam. It's, it's pretty much run out of steam, and they should have finished the story or committed to the story they decided to continue or just been and then do something new it just feels like my analogy is we are reaching late 1998 nwo in that uh it's, well no, no the better analogy is early to mid 1998 nwo where you beat hogan but it's still there and it's just they've got this thing that they know is good that they know brings them acclaim and business and they are frankly too cowardly to explore the ramifications of that thing being gone. Mm. They are frankly too incompetent and inept to book a baby first world title reign because Road Dog and Paul Heyman, that is where you go. You strap up the baby face, you make your fans happy, then you completely change your narrative for about six to nine months, and then you do it again, then you do it again after that, then you do it again. And then for the six to nine months where Cody holds a title, you book an interesting baby face world title reign in the idea that these carnies, in order to put over their narrative and put over their company, are saying, well, there's nowhere to go. Good guy can't win because where do you go? This is the house that Hulk Hogan built. And I'm saying the same things because WWE's been doing the same telly, so what else do you want us to bloody say? Tanahashi, New Japan, 2012. You can build a company resurgence on a great baby face. Cena and Batista on the same night. Yeah. The last time WrestleMania went to Hollywood. Yeah. Two, two at once. Yeah. Like, the, it's, I don't, they broke both stories. Like, Cody and Brock is what it is, but that is incredible with the belt, quite honestly. Brock having been happy for Brock and then seeing the first opportunity 
to take the title now that Roman's not got it and turned on Cody on that Raw yeah. WrestleMania is awesome. That's such a cool title program for Cody. And the bloodline, Roman pretending that things are fine because he's the biggest loser of all, whereas now he's completely vindicated in all of his negging. Like, all that gaslighting he was doing, they've just basically baby-faced the abuser. It's like, you know when I said you were complete losers for ages? I was right. I was, And I'm the one holding all this together. That wasn't the play for the bloodline. The whole point was now Roman, like, has, no, has nothing as evidence to have these people hanging on to him. And Jay, who saw it all along, can find, like, why... What now can you offer us? And Solo, the guy that like lost to Cody Rhodes just before Cody won the title, being like, actually, yeah, like what? What can? Why would we work for you when you are the biggest loser of us all? Like the both of those stories were broken in tandem with that finish. See, I disagree. <laughs> I still enjoy it. I, I, I'm completely in agreement with the two of you that they should have put the title on Cody at WrestleMania, but I am gonna let it play out to SummerSlam. And I said oh, this on the SmackDown review is I made this mistake with the Summer of Punk. I was like, hey, let's see where this is going with Kevin Nash. So, and then obviously, it, what they strapped him up in like November. That's summer for you, baby. In, what? In the Summer of Punk, where these are going to differ is in the Summer of Punk, when Punk eventually won the title properly, mm. not SummerSlam with Nash, but the Survivor Series, when he won it properly, nobody by that point was going, see. Like, because everybody felt it was like, oh, he's just lost a scene, or he's lost to Del Rio, he's, oh, he's, he's dead. Like, everybody felt they were making the best of it. Miz and... Uh, ah, he lost loads. Truth. Like, the whole making the best of it was only about was only made real about a year later when he'd had the belt for, like, yeah. a full year, and people were like, now it's fine, but let's not pretend that it was fine in the summer of 2011, 2010, whenever it was. 11. Was it 11? Thank you. Cody's going to win. I think Cody will beat Roman for the belt, and you're going to get a lot of C, and... There's going to be fights that aren't settled on Twitter as to why that isn't the answer and why it was never the answer and why it was never because a lot of the people like WWE's metrics won't be judged like twenty thousand less people in a stadium Look, they aren't, were, going to, aren't going to be judged about Cody not winning the belt. There are they things, were banging on about on SmackDown, weren't they? Look at the fastest ever SummerSlam ticket sales, blah blah blah. So in their eyes, this is the right decision. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's. Like, I agree with, but I, the, the business drivers have changed. But even pre WrestleMania, if you were looking at like the like, Cody was that guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's so difficult to articulate because I'm, I'm basically asking people to imagine the emotions of a bunch of quite young fans that were on this ride and have just thought, I'll get off now then. Like, because you can't, it's really hard to, like, slap a number on it or quantify it or anything like that. But I know it. I know it because I've watched enough wrestling to know what it is that makes you feel things. And I know what made me feel things. And other generations came on when they came on. The punk thing... Where, where this is a really relevant comparison is, and I think we saw this a lot with um, British wrestling's rise in the mid-2010s, was that a lot of fans found wrestling through the pipe bomb, took a look at it, how that was followed up on, and was like, eh, whatever, and then instead went to their local shows, and they were like, they were punk fans, and they just found something that was, resembled CM Punk at their local indie show, when Brit Rez was, in inverted commas, cool, and that's what was one of the reasons why he's, AW return was so successful in terms of its numbers mm. because fans got like a tiny taste of CM Punk, the proper punk with the pipe bomb, got out afterwards and waited years and years and years to get something that resembled it in AEW. It's that sort of stuff. It's very hard to nail down. Like cultural moments that wrestling can be mm -hmm. across and things like that, that they had with Cody and they blew it. What you get now is the wrestling fans getting a visual payoff instead of something that could have been a moment, I think. Super Brawl 98. Yeah. The Sting 
yeah, Sting wins the belt, and people just remember that Starcade should have been the night and wasn't. Mm. It's just, and again, like you're relying on WWE to sort of reinvigorate the fan base and to get them to think that the storyline can peak again. This television show is so dull. It is so boring that we are not even talking about it. Like, good last week. No, was it was enjoyable last it, week. It, was, it wasn't good. It was bare minimum for the roster you have. There was minimal, oh, Christ, what is happening next week? Or, oh, man, I can't wait for what happens next week. It was like good wrestlers doing good wrestling for me. What is a huge indictment of this TV show and, by extension, WWE's ability to reheat Cody Rhodes through this TV show is that, and I'll, you know, it's not on Twitter, and even if it was on Twitter, I wouldn't care about cool tweets anymore. Can you imagine a world in AEW when you're just focused on what happened two weeks ago because that's all that matters? There's always something to keep you interested. There are developments. There is storytelling. There is like new things to anticipate. The stories are told in such a way that more often than not, obviously I know the outcasts exist. WWE is all the outcasts. Just the same every single week. And I struggle to believe WWE can get Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns as hot as it was in SoFi, given the fact that we're just still talking about SoFi Stadium. Mm. Like weeks have happened, and it's just so dull. Rumble to WrestleMania as well. I don't, I'm not necessarily think, and Sid will agree with me on this, but Rumble to WrestleMania was where I felt WWE captured what AEW knew was there, lacking all along when it formed, in that I felt, as a WWE fan, and I know other people felt this way as well, so serviced by that product. Like, it was a vibes promotion, and it hasn't been that forever. I've never, yeah. even when I would, like, could find a way to enjoy bits of WWE, it was a vibe, again. Like, it was, and we said that about AEW from the very beginning, it captures an energy, and the people in there, I know that, like, mm. WWE buildings are quieter, and that comparison doesn't stack up. But the big stories, one of the reasons WrestleMania was as successful as it was is because all the big stories were peaking at the right time, and all these characters felt new and fresh and interesting, and it was just... That, I know there's always a lull. That's how WWE is set up to kind of almost like <laughs> accept and embrace this lull. But this is one of a different kind. This is, it's not just any old baby face not winning at WrestleMania. And, and you didn't get this with Brian and Edge. They got literally stacked up. Yeah. And people were like, you know, actually Roman's pretty cool. Fine. Uh, let's have a dominant heel champion and steer into the lull of 20, you know, of like the mm. post-WrestleMania 2021. This is different. This was, yeah, you blew it with your hero. And... Cody will rebound just fine, I think. But I think better than fine. Well, I think his instincts are so brilliant that he knows this too now. He knows this is like, with like chapter one is like if we're talking about stories. Chapter one is done. Like this is a this is a new Cody Rhodes. He's having to make the best of, I don't know, winning the Europa League instead of the Champions League <laughs> of a WWE career before he goes back to AEW. To f- Tell us that he's here to finish the real story and win, yeah. that, win that belt. <laughs> like, uh, which is fine. Work is going to work. global title from CM Punk <laughs> on Collision. <laughs> I hate wrestling, me. I um, hate it. I'm, I'm good because I'm so glad to be back here. You should, you should take any holidays off for your kids. You'd be like, God, Christ. Didn't I still hate it? Some raw. <laughs> I still think there is a lot of juice in the fruit and the redemption story can be plotted out pretty well because we're not waiting... Well, in my, again, the caveat I have is it has to be done at SummerSlam. You try and drag this to WrestleMania 40, good God, no. But Roman's what, dragging what, the belt. What do they have for WrestleMania 40 if they, yeah, they don't I'd, have Roman as a belt? Cody Rhodes, Cody, Cody Rhodes versus Gunther for the nah, world title. No, 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 no. It's not WrestleMania 40 night team main event. It just isn't. I love that match. I love it. They don't think that is that mm. match. They you've, do not. You've got The Rock, haven't you? 
Oh, The Rock as well, yeah. Oh, God, what year is it? Still love him. Still love that yeah, boy. I know you love him subjectively. No, I'm booking WrestleMania. I'm putting The Rock on there. I'll probably put Tony D and Stacks on you're there. Not, you're not, though. <laughs> that is the thing. You're not booking WrestleMania XL. Well, uh, hang on. What about uh, the Wankslot, Fallon Henley kiss? Good point. Night two. He's got a very good point there. That's, that's Ro- WrestleMania. Roman Reigns right? as at least w- with at least one belt as headline in that show. Roman Reigns Guaranteed. Is Se- Roman Reigns as Sebastian or Roman Reigns as Roman Reigns in the uh, NXT uh, love triangle story? Roman Reigns, Joseph... I don't know how to pronounce this. Anawai. Anawai. is going to headline WrestleMania XL. I think so too. We've had a good breeze bet on yeah. the SmackDown review today. It's on the board. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get it on the board. Really I, get it I think he walks into WrestleMania as champion. No. Nope. Cody Rhodes, redemption arc. He beats uh, Brock Lesnar at Backlash. He beats... Whoever to become king of the ring, maybe at Night of Champions. It's not happening. I know, but if I'm not sure, the tournament's still happening, isn't it? They've just yes. changed the name of the show. All oh, right, okay. I think I, I don't know. No, that. Me and Andy had the same talk on the news today. I, I don't know. I would not be surprised if they Vince is back in first order of business. <laughs> nah. Particularly, I was going to say of all the things to be a bit a big old mustachioed ruiner. That was a really snide one, wasn't it? Like people were just really happy with King and Queen of the Ring. Like the tournament is what it is, and it's called that. No. no. No, 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 no. Are we good? No. <laughs> so I think there, I think there is a redemption arc in there, but I'm off Sammy and Kevin as well. By the way. Oh God, I can't. Me too. No. Why Come are on. you off them? Because I Vince Vinced it right. So them now. now He's absolutely furious. Now they've won I can't the belts. Believe this. Now they've won the belts, right? You <laughs> d- there is a, there is a rematch. I'm happier than a pig and sh- watching this muck fail. <laughs> They're in a. The rematch loop with the Usos should actually be a, we'll fight you, but your failure at WrestleMania is your failure. You and Roman should have lost as well, because that would have made sense. But like, as a bloodline collective, you've all failed. And we'll give you your rematch down the line, but get the back of the queue, the Usos. We're the babyface fighting champions. That's our purpose. And a backlash, Street Profits, we'll see you there. And then Vince, like, the same night beat him. So he, <laughs> he knackered it with that Raw match, with that Street Profits thing. But the whole point of Sammy and Kevin as babyface tag team champions was to end the tyranny of the bloodline. Yes. Not then get trapped in a rematch loop with the Usos. But they should be... Part of them taking down the bloodline is they know that this is the final straw. Is great in the timeline where Roman lost the belt to Cody. No, but they, they, it's it, got to so be... They're arguing this is great! Piece by piece, it's going to collapse. The whole point is you lose the Usos at Backlash, then you lose Solo Sokoa on the road to SummerSlam, where maybe even Paul Heyman leaves. The vaunted road to SummerSlam. I can't wait for somebody to point to the SummerSlam sign. And then, <laughs> and then Roman amazing. Reigns. Roman Reigns drops amazing. the title to Cody Rhodes. Dayton. And I tweet, I tweet, see? See? And I, I take the victory lap all day long, baby. That's it. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, let's talk about um, the road to backlash. How's that well, he nearly got worked by it. You know, when he got I know, it. don't get me wrong. Like, we'll do the backlash stream. I'm like, it's one backlash. It's the biggest show of the year. Bad bunny. When is backlash? Uh, or a sixth of May. Oh, I'm at a wedding. So you're going to have to step up for that one, brother. I'll do that one. <laughs> me and Phil. I think my, uh, the only stream I might be able to do between now and the arrival, as it's now being called, is Forbidden Door. I think that's about it. I can't wait for you to like do your first post baby being born stream. Oh, fall asleep like, on the stream. <laughs> just like uh, it's five minutes, just one second. I just have a have a sleep on camera and we'll just cover it. Yeah. On, on, I'll get some of those check. glasses with the eyes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a bit selfish. Of, that's a lot of podcast hosting for the rest of us. Yeah, it's a bumper paternity thing. That. <laughs> um, I assume Brock Lesnar turns up on Raw tonight and says, "I'll face Cody Rhodes at Backlash." Otherwise, everything we've just talked about is kind of pointless. Yeah, and this is the other so thing. He can do a job for Cody so quickly. People are just assuming that he beat that Cody beats him, and it's like everything's back on track. And that's not enough it's adversity. Hamlet, I've already fought him on this one this morning. Like, what are you talking about adversity? Adversity was there, uh, leaving in twenty sixteen. I know, I know, I know. When, when you thought you'd failed and you were never going to get near it, no, that was your adversity. Then you had, then your tits turned. And then your tit fell off. Your tit fell off. Yeah, how much more adversity can a man face? <laughs> no, man. Just a little bit. Um, I like this assumption that I Cody should win, but like Does Steve that, Austin face that much adversity. Uh, once Just a week, Shawn Michaels. He would face adversity in the first hour of Raw. Yeah, <laughs> conquer it in the second. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs> it was class. And guess what? I came back next week. Yeah, yeah. beat Shawn Michaels because yeah. he was the best. Vince would be like, "Well, you didn't count on this, Austin. Tonight you're going to take on this guy in the main event." And me as a family, like, "I didn't count on this." <laughs> and then he beat him. And then it was like, "Oh, good. I can count on him. I'm going to back that winner." Did he beat Shawn Michaels? Yes, he did. Why? Because he's the hardest and the best, and he's the guy you depend on. So what we're suggesting is is that... He's going to beat Roman Reigns. Well, he should have done it. Could he? Was, he was about to beat him. Do you know what this is? So I've realised. Is Adam re- Pearce a heel general manager or official? Why does it still happen every week, you know every what? month? I've got an answer. You know whose fault all incompetent. You know whose fault all of this is? It's the Undertaker's. If he was there taping his fists up backstage, Roman would have done the J-O-B. <laughs> So Brock Lesnar says, I'll see you. You all back. suck yeah. so much ass. Um, but tell you what doesn't suck ass. Mm-hmm. And that's the judgment day. Yes. The best. Uh, thank best God. Healer, best heel in business right now. Thank Dominic Mysterio. Listen to that noise. God no one gets a reaction like him. I like this. This little raw gimmick. Well, yeah, this is. We are speculating on this because it's Vince era again. So mm. don't take me, you know. Definitely at my word here. But Andy Murray reported uh, in the news this morning, um, according to Worked Wrestling, 
who've been uh, very reliable with these sorts of things, that the plan tonight for Raw is a sort of weird uniting of the bloodline and the Judgment oh, Day. Oh, I forgot about that. Where they've, uh, where they've basically <laughs> said, success. You, uh, you hate these people, why don't we kill them for you? You hate these people, in exchange, we'll kill these people. So the rumoured matches for tonight's show are Solo Sakura uh, versus Rey Mysterio and a six-man main event... Uh, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and the ex-condom versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle. Tasty. I think this is quite cute, actually. Triple H, inventor of factions, has uh, used this thing <laughs> that he's developed to. Uh, like, hey I don't. Guys, you seen this? You heard about this? I don't hate this, but again, your thing about like, oh, where are we at now in this uh, Vince Triple H? Power struggle. Oh, there is no struggle. Vince has got the power. Mm. Uh, if this was a thing, we'd be talking about it already because the matches would be on yeah. the docket rather than just speculated on and all that kind of thing. Um, but I don't mind this as a, as a cute little detail. They're two of the big stories heading into Backlash. It's, you're going to get the six-man as the main event, probably. The Judgment Day Bad Bunny stuff is... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty electric. If I wasn't in such a foul mood with the product... So disingenuous, Wilborn. Not disingenuous. I'm, I'm fully <sighs> fully here. The Damien Priest beat down on Bad Bunny. Oh, like, on. But, Oh my god. That joke slam. Well, frankly, oh, it looked yeah. like it belonged in another company, let alone another show, because it was so good. Yeah. And I, I, I'm at pains to try and explain how successful this is, but this LWO thing is kind of brilliant. We were talking about this on the SmackDown. It's release. better than the original L- LWO. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. Miles, the LWO wasn't really a thing, but they've suddenly like lionized it with the legacy of Eddie Guerrero and give rubber stamped it by Rey Mysterio, yeah. and they can flog t shirts, and it's easier to say than Legado del Fantasma. <laughs> <laughs> it's inspired. Good branding. Good branding from the lads. Uh, yeah, I think this is a... Uh, just more p- how to make the procrastination slightly less boring. What ultimately is achieved by these matches happening? It all goes back to momentum. I, uh, I've got very little time for this. I don't think the match is going to be particularly great. I don't think the crowd's going to be that hot. I don't think it's going to advance anything in the narrative at all. Uh... Cares. I like it. it's a bit um, WCW like Battle Bowl. Battle Bowl. Uh, yeah, it's like we'll we'll take on your rivals. Don't draw on our rivals. Or ECW Double Jeopardy. Where, like the two rivalries would um, dovetail. Is this you trying to get time. Cedric on side with it by using like his weakness? No, but it is what they would do. Like this, this is that. It's like oh, you're you're their rivals. You're their rivals. We'll take out. You know, it's like what it again from like. Uh, it's a rubbish flex of, from Triple H because he's got no actual power anymore. But it's this idea of, like, I've established these characters as actual characters and thus they have motivations and rivals. So it shows that, like, he, he's trying to suggest that he can still make this product make sense, even though within weeks he won't be able to. I, like, again, I kind of think, like, I'm, I'm not buying this idea that, like, Vince was in L.A., which is why he was at Raw. It's his. It's his again. Like, so this... I love the fact that when people go, like, <laughs> see... Vince wasn't a SmackDown guy. There's nothing to worry about. Oh, because he can't tear up a script over Zoom or something, yeah, can he? Yeah. We didn't Ridiculous. all just exist over video chats about yeah. like a year and a half, two years ago. Well, if you want a, a good flashback to that, uh, there's a Hardy Compound match coming your way. Who's that? In, uh, Who's in that? Uh, uh, Jeff, Matt, uh, Hook. Uh, um, Isaiah Cassidy. As I, uh, versus... The Firm. The Firm. I said, put it. That's a good L. Put it on Ethan Page's vlog. Yeah. <laughs> or Isaiah Casti. Doesn't even make being the elite. That's yeah. Good again. The BCC are in, but like that's or Isaiah Casti's vlog. Yeah. Like at the very least. 
Like, if it has to go on, it's, it's Rampage. Please, please. Why would After you? Collision started. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, it's, it's Tony Khan. It'll take another eight months to actually happen. Well, it's, it's not like the Hardy's going to be on Collision with CM Punk, is it? Mm. We live in different worlds, man. Oh, God. <laughs> They're going on Dynamite. <laughs> They're going on Sidgwick's show. This is great. Like, we've, we've realized today, it's happened upon me and Sidgwick, that the new... <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday Night War ratings nonsense as existed because it's like I was saying like Sidge you love Dynamite the most when the Elite have got the wheel yes it's like me love a CM Punk arm drag match and a promo that means something That's my a Saturday. promo that means something That's my uh, Saturday taken care of all I'm saying is is that they're clearly dividing lines other than Chris Jericho who shouldn't be on one like emerging and like the hardest Sidgwick's realised he's just got the hardest got whether the he hardest. wants him or not you've just got the hardies because they're not going on the punk show uh, the punks love them oh no man I've just got the house of black because Brody King's a punk guy. Yes. The rosters are starting to like naturally divide. I've got Hobbs. But, but I've got Hobbs, but not QT Marshall. Yes. So Hobbs is going to be lifted away from QTV. Why not QT? Because he's like, he's embedded within like sort of AW's, like the elite love him, don't they? Like he's been managing the shows with Tony. I love that. <laughs> I don't want him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. He's, he's Tony Khan's right hand man. He's yeah. the format sheet guy. He's not really in. He's not like a. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Who, uh, who? Oh, no, hang on, yeah, because Punk called out Aaron Solo, didn't he, that time? Yeah. Who's wrestled QT Marshall on television? Oh, God. CM Punk or Kenny Omega? Right. You get QT Marshall and QTV. Who would I ra- what would I rather watch, <laughs> QTV or the Hardys? Sod the WWE draft. This is, this is the draft I want to see. You two... I don't want that one. It's the opposite of a draft. I don't want that one. Yeah. I don't want that one, then. You've got to take him. Who else do I get? I get... Jack Perry's friendly with the books. A bit over that one. Christian Cage. Can I have Christian? I don't know. Yeah. You basically have got Cri- CM can, Punk. Yeah. Dan Housen. Yeah. Uh, Brody King. King. FTR. Yeah. Starks. Starks. But he might be fed bound. Good point. There's a little boo-boo face. Because he's doing the job to bloody Jay White. This is like the thing where, like, as well, you, you'll you probably get Daniel Garcia and I'll be stuck with Sammy Guevara. Because <laughs> there's the Jericho politics to think about as well. Yes. So, like, I'm, I'm getting Hager. I don't want him, but I'm, I'm getting Hager. That's happening. <laughs> oh, man. I get 2.0. I've got, I've got Matt get, Hardy, man. It's over. <laughs> I get 2.0 and Danhausen, so, like, the patter's on. Okay. Where's Jeff Jarrett going? That is well, that Hardy, you know what? I put him on both shows. Yeah. So make it a super show. Hey, Tony, hey, Tony, it's Matt Hardy speaking. <laughs> um, You know what they say, uh, you know, that the ratings are down because, you know, we've got too much content across the two shows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's going to... You know what's going to help, don't you? Uh, why don't we do some storytelling and uh, uh, I'll do some contracts. <laughs> All over Wednesday night. Kenny <laughs> Omega, two words, indentured servitude. <laughs> Don't get Kenny involved in these on your show. Uh, All I'm saying is that CM Punk will blow out his knee in week three. How you, <laughs> how you doing? Trish Stratus. Jericho versus QT Marshall Ugh. for the AW Global oh, title. No. And everything sucks. <laughs> Trish Stratus. Betrayed Becky Lynch on last week's show. Oh my God, did you see she the match? She betrayed a legacy with that attack from behind. Christ Almighty, it and the match stunk enough. She didn't even hit her. No? She didn't even hit her. Well, don't you dare pump this up with something good with an exclamation point with or it, bullet that, point. That match 
were they told like, like be we haven't got any <laughs> we haven't got because any. they accepted that instruction it was awful there's no wrestlers here can you go like eight more minutes and like, well we yeah we, we budgeted for four paul well <laughs> you got trish the you got, you uh got main event event becky lynch you'll be fine um on the review last week sucked. It was on bad. the review last week we described it as them not necessarily being on the same page i think it's the, the, the way we <laughs> did you know what he did it. he's told us today about the, the yeah. bit uh it we then i collectively yeah no, I, it was, my input wasn't was it so, was, was our asylum find at the end of the podcast i asked do you think this was the best <laughs> role uh, the best wrestling show this month if not speak now and that was Complete silence on the podcast. I'm genuinely surprised. Well, how certain did someone didn't snitch tag me for that one, to be honest. <laughs> Were you diplomatic stop listening? No, definitely not. Were you diplomatic in that in your appraisal of that women's title match? <laughs> they said they weren't on the same page. And I think that was part of the story, if anything, because obviously no, they're I not they're not tag team partners. So. It was atrocious. If anything, it was a deeper underlying maybe it, Maybe I just sort of understood, understood it a bit better. That was what it was. Jackie Gator's buzzing that people are going to Google awful Trish Stratus raw tag match and her face isn't going to appear. So, yeah, she explains her betrayal tonight. They've been sort of leaving little breadcrumbs out for this for quite some time. I think, yeah, I'm not being funny, right? And I'm not being unduly harsh, I don't think. Um, Trish Stratus and Lita are terrible. They've contributed <laughs> nothing in terms of their character work and the storylines, their in-ring value these returns certainly this year because I think Trish had a really good rumble once about four years ago at this uh, point Charlotte Flair match was great it wasn't great though was it yeah no it wasn't it wasn't great can I just stop abusing words in the meetings <laughs> please it wasn't great it was serviceable and passable and quite hot for where it was these returns have been dog shit and not good at all <laughs> steam coming off the laptop and I think that's from the shit They've not been good. It's about time, right, that people have this should start saying it like it is. Why oh, don't I'm people tell it like it is anymore, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been crap, and it's time for people to say, all right, okay, that that really good um, Raw main event in 2006, and yet they were given horrible, horrible, horrible creative and forced to have worked sex celebrations under the dress of being fired and forced to bark like dogs in their underwear. They've had despicable things happen to them, and I never want that to appear like I'm being callous because like they deserve a payday more than most, to be honest. But if we are appraising their performances in 2023, this whole thing has been actively worse than a waste of time. They've been pretty terrible for me. It's so I've got, therefore, no interest in this promo or this program that this promo is going to initiate. I, I've got more patience for the program, uh, but I don't think it's getting paid off anytime soon. It's been dump. I think, like, they want... But I agree with Sidge on the quality of the work. They want Becky Lynch and Trish to be this, I can't believe we've got this dream match. match. Mm-hmm. But I think you can believe it because what you're seeing in front of you is evidence that it wouldn't have been that great anyway. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch and Lita the other year was fine, and it was an overachievement. Like, it was a real over-delivery. You remember how, like, hotly it was in those buildings? Like, she was so over when she was coming out, and you thought, oh, this, like, big-time Bex is just spinning her wheels before the Bianca Belair match. And Lita being that popular seemed to, like, drag that one over the line. Trish is not that as a babyface, obviously. And then I don't even think there's that much mileage in her as this legendary heel. 
I think the magic of her comeback was that people just really liked seeing Trish Stratus every now and then, and this is nice for her, I guess. They told the story efficiently enough. She was this third wheel while the other two were the champions, and she was resentful of it and like being dumb. You know, like you thought you were coming down to my level. How dare you patronize me? Like you, I'm dragging you up to mine. I'm still Trish Stratus. I think you won't be able to believe a word she's saying. That's it. The work hasn't really backed all that up. I think that's the story. If Trish Stratus has come back and been this, well, it's Shabatter and Yuta. Yeah. Yuta's like, well, you're finished, you're finished, I'm a better wrestler than you, I'm going to beat you quite handily at Supercard, thanks for coming. And then he got embarrassed mm. in this really blackly comedic, funny match where Yuta just got his arse handed to him like a little prick. I can believe that story. How can you believe this one? That you, you can't be a bad veteran. <laughs> you can't be a bad, solid hand. It just doesn't work. Trish needed... To, for this to like really, really make sense, needed to kind of take the bulk of that six woman. Be good. Yeah, well, yeah, well, take the bulk of that six woman, and nobody did. Like at a push, EO had a couple of nice moments, but now what happened in that match, that was good for nobody, really. Oh, Triple H was an idiot for formatting it like that. Mm-hmm. He booked it like a regular trios match. Mm-hmm. He needed all the smoke and mirrors. He could do this story with smoke and mirrors, yeah. but WWE's too incompetent uh, to tell it. I think they've kind of failed to, but I think, again, they'll just say, well, that this here's, here's all the reasons why I turned on you, see it, SummerSlam. So I, it's, yeah. not, it's not a for now thing, I don't no. think. Well, I'll tell you a woman that is a legend, and that is Leslie Pasquale Esposito. Uh, I got an email from the brilliant David Esposito, who we've shouted out on the podcast a number of times. Uh, David writes, I'm writing today to ask a special p- favour. Today, Monday, April 17th, we'll see Boston host the 127th running of its annual marathon. It is a huge tradition here in the town that embraces all things wicked pisser. It is a wicked pisser, apparently. Uh, and this year's race... Holds, when she's running, she doesn't need to take a wicked pisser. ...holds yeah. a special significance for me and my Fix wife. your personal best. She will be running this year, one year after having thyroid surgery to remove a cancerous tr- tumour. She is the number one Wilbur mega fan. If there's a possibility of giving her a shout-out... Uh, I know it would give her a huge boost on what promises to be a thrilling day. If you're going to watch the Boston Marathon, by the way, as I said, her name is Leslie Pasquale Esposito. Bib number 26611. You can even track her progress as she runs this year. Uh, and she's supporting Massachusetts Eye and Ear, the wonderful hospital that took care of her and gave her back her life. Much love from David Esposito. Da- David, thank you so much for your email. And Leslie, good luck today on the Boston Marathon. Um, I've only ever attempted a half marathon. Any advice, Hamlet? Uh It's cliched, but you do really just have to keep going. Like, try not to... Try to not stop running. Finish the story. Finish the story. <laughs> yeah. Like, there will be a lot of people. My, I did three marathons, and my only memories of, like, because they were not fun, but they're very, very gratifying and rewarding at the end. But you see a lot of people that stop to take a break or, like, lie down to try and, like, you know, they get a friend, like, to stretch the legs out, like, you see what footballers do on the pitch and stuff mm. like that. And I couldn't have imagined anything worse because, say, you're at, like, mile 14 and you've got another oh. 12 to go. How would you get yourself back on your feet and go? So even if you feel your pace slowing down, just keep a running pace rather than walking. And I've never needed this in other runs, those gimmicked energy gels. You could be running this as you listen to this podcast, indeed. But, like, try and st- if you happen to be listening to this before and stock yourself with a few of them, there's some uh, magic Mountain Dew-esque sugar going on in them things <laughs> that you get the uh, Popeye spinach lift from. This will this'll, this'll sort her out. Leslie. Hey, 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 hey. You all right. 
26611. Yes. What is this? The attendance for All In 2? I'm just just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're going to do four times better than the dub. (laughs) Four times better than the dub. You just watch. It's Wembley Arena and it's Wembley Stadium. There's levels to this game. Leslie, I've never, ever even thought about running (laughs) a marathon. Even when I was a technically capable budding footballer, who didn't really have the heart. It, I didn't have that dog in me. Mm. I didn't have that dog in me for the competition and for the for the um, 50-50 tackles. It's like the little, I like the show off my technical side at five aside. Even in those days, I didn't have the stamina. I didn't have that dog in me. Leslie, I admire you because I just couldn't run that far. Yeah, and let us know how you I get couldn't on. even do it. 26.2. The last time I even enjoyed running, right? You remember this? See this? You heard about this? When you used to go to like leisure centre parties uh-huh. or like parties when you were a kid and you used to run around, there was like an interesting pattern on a carpet. Oh, yeah. Do you ever run and look down at the same <laughs> time? <laughs> so we would go in a mint play. In a yeah. m- didn't you? Oh, you I did, I was mint on it. You go, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? A flashback there as well. Did, like, you might have got That's the only time I've ever enjoyed running. You know those like rugs <laughs> you get for the kids' bedrooms that are like that are, like little roads and towns and stuff? Oh, yeah. And I just remember like being a, I've never ever thought about this since, being like, should you play cars? <laughs> and you just run around the rug tent to be a car. I'm going to the bus station. <laughs> it's like six seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you used to look at the carpet pattern. You did though, didn't yeah. you? Totally. Um, like loads of circles, you'd be like trying to find the join, but there isn't one. Yeah, yeah. I'm making a maze out of this. <laughs> Leslie, good luck. Good, good luck, Leslie. Leslie. Let us know you get on. We'll give you a shout out tomorrow as well. Um, Seth Rollins versus the Maze. Jesus Christ. I thought Follow, me at, I Follow me at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at M. Sidgwick. It'd be nice to see Seth Rollins back wrestling Will rather it? than just standing there he's waiting he's for people been, to sing his song. He's been doing it for 10 years. Waiting for people to sing his song when he doesn't cut a promo because that's cut at the last I second. I saw that video. for 10 years. I saw that video of um, somebody like passing him a piece of paper that presumably said, you're saying nothing, piss off out the ring. And his face like thundered. I mm. don't know if that was founded. Ah. But it was funny um, to think. It certainly seems like yeah. it, it well may well be the case. Seth Rollins victory here. Yep. What yep. is what is this mass? What is this hiding? Uh, what is the lead here that this Rollins doing? Now at the moment, just beat Logan Paul. Singing his song. That ripper match with with, with him in the KSI Prime oh, Bottle. Prime Bottle spot was just. That was so good, man. So, oh my god. That was okay. so frigging drunk on world wrestling entertainment for about like six or seven consecutive hours. Over two nights. God damn it, man. They could have had the best WrestleMania ever. Yeah. Those morons. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the uh, the tag match main event on night one? I haven't spoke to you about this. Loved it. Really good. It's it was self-conscious for me. It went, I think they may be... What did Dave call it? Five? Did he? Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. I wouldn't have predicted that. I didn't know that. I liked it, it a lot. Like the West Side Story bit. I was like, out. I'm out. It was, I'm out. It was just too... It was too nice to fail. The whole thing was too yes, nice to fail. Yes, and they yes, paid yes. it off. I'd say I was, I was too... Yeah. Happy for the lads. Yep. But it was a bit of a cliche of a match for me. Uh, finally, oh, Jesus uh, Christ. one last match to talk to you about. Austin Theory is oh. taking on Bobby Lashley. Are you f***ing joking? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you f***ing kidding? <laughs> Seriously. I'm not making this up. Maybe they can have a... Are you to... joking? Ooh. How many times? It was last year's backlash, wasn't it? Because it was his And then they did it with the Seth Rollins triple threat feud. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory to throw hands once more. Right, WWE. follow me at M. Cedric. I'm not talking about this anymore. Can we talk about... Theory and Lashley are no strangers to each other, Sidge. Yeah. Having battled multiple times over the last year, according to WWE.com. Well, who's going to walk away, Michael Havlett, with a monumental win? Nobody, because this isn't a monumental match. 
and it's not none getting, of the wins have mattered. Really. And uh, uh, it's not getting finished either. Bronson Reed's going to get involved because he went to a DQ. Oh yeah, with Bobby Uncle Bobby. There we go. Let us know your thoughts ahead of yeah, man. Just sorry, dead quick because we really haven't caught up, and this is really quite nice. Cena Austin Theory was fucking shit, wasn't it? Jesus, he's going to be until six o'clock, and he's got a pregnant wife at home. Oh yeah, sorry, and I've got five aside. More importantly, tonight. So. <laughs> yeah, so he, he seen it was useless. I, just, I, I mean, Austin Theory is rubbish. We can we can bottom line that now, but like, as Cena agrees, the way I put it was like he took his shirt off, and it was like, where's your where's your tan? Where's your tan? Yeah. The way I put it as well, I wasn't expecting him to do a 2015. It's John Cena no. doing a goddamn cold red, and that's weird. <laughs> I didn't expect that. At least he used to be like. <laughs> when he was selling, yeah. when he got trod on, he would always go, ah! He was always the most histrionic asshole, goofball seller in the world. Even when he wasn't doing like exciting content. There was none of that. He was just Nothing. like, yeah, stamp on me, stamp on me, stamp on me. I'll just go, go uh, and then uh, ref bump, kick me in the balls, and then I'll lose. <laughs> Remember what it used to take to beat John Cena? I know. Remember what he would come back from? It was weird. Like, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, like, a more. Are you reckon Wade Barrett is watching, going? I wish I'd done that. Well, right, but it was. A, I would say like it was a, as brutal a burial as when he was a full timer, and he was just picking and choosing who he liked. And Wade Barrett was obviously somebody he didn't. But I thought it was crueler than what he did to Baron Corbin with the cowboy hat, oh, because yeah. that was so obvious. This like transparent. Ah, he's being a dick to him. Corbin will recover from this because this doesn't feel real. It's on its own. It's little a punishment island. for Corbin and blah, yeah, blah, yeah, this yeah. is. Supposed to be the thing that's like getting theory at the next level, or there isn't the next level for Austin Theory. And John Cena has just told you that it's one of those things where I can understand why Cena's given up and why he just doesn't care. And Jesus Christ, as much as I really hate the man and his work, <laughs> um, like he's got more right than anyone to say I can't be asked. I'll yeah, do, I'll yeah. do my spots. He grafted the man, grafted, but Jesus Christ, it's just. How often he came back and grafted them thinking, Cena, man, I hate you. You can go away. Surgery kind of demands that you go away for mm. longer than you are. Please go away. So for him, of all people, to check out this bad, it's just, it's, it makes me feel old. Because like, the Make-A-Wish entrance is like, oh, there he is. That's John Cena's value. This is so lovely. He's got that like warm smile. And everybody's loving being on the stage with him. And then he does that like salute. Let's go to work. And it's like, I think you've just finished work. Mate. Yeah, you've I just know. done your Make-A-Wish bit that you clearly loved. And now you've, you're checking out as you're running down <laughs> to the ring. <laughs> I got teary at Bianca Blair's entrance. Oh, my God. Genuinely, Incredible. Even yeah. before the very depressing story, yeah. I was like choked up watching that. Was you want to see babyfaces doing stuff like that, It don't was you? beautiful. Got a bit of trouble on Twitter with that one. So. You already tweeted. Yeah, it was really funny. It was. I saw it happening live. It was great. I was just like, that's who I do a podcast with, not these losers. <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, the SmackDown and Rampage reviews are available right now. And your Raw review with the three of us, complete with a five-star review review, will drop in TV tomorrow as soon as it is released. But for now, it's been the Raw preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.